Welcome to Discovering Spirit Within. This is Reverend Deborah Phillips coming to you from Spiritual Life Center in Sacramento, California. I called this episode, I Was Framed, partly just because it was fun, and partly because I think it, you know, it, it speaks to what I'm going to be talking about. I did a podcast in May that talks about this topic a little bit differently, and I find myself starting to worry that I'm repeating myself, but then I look at Reverend James Trapp, who is our senior minister, who gets up almost every single Sunday and gives a talk. And of course, the thing is, is we only teach one thing. We teach that there is no separation between us and God, that we are all one presence, one energy, one life, and then we have to talk about it in eight billion different ways. And in fact, the last Sunday talk he gave inspired this. So I was framed, or I am framed. What we're talking about here is the frame of reference that we live in in any one moment. First, I need to give you a little bit of background. When I sit down to write, I write by hand, and I get out my journal, and I get out my pen, and I sit down, and I start to write. And at first, it's really conscious. I'm thinking about the words I'm writing. I'm thinking about what I'm going to say. But soon, I allow the flow just to happen, and I stop worrying about what's coming out of my pen, what's coming out of my head, and I just watch the words develop on the page. Now, some people call this automatic writing, some people call it channeling, and honestly, I don't care what it's called. This is simply the way I work. I sit down, I start to write, the words flow through me onto the page, and then I translate it by typing it onto a page. And I have shared this information, these different essays with people, and they've liked them, and they've gotten something from them. So I have developed a trust for this. The reason I'm telling you all this is one of the terms that has developed in my writing is the word or the term earth frame, and it is capitalized. Earth and frame are both capitalized, and the word is hyphenated. So when I'm writing about being an earth frame. I'm talking about the frame of reference we have when we're living on earth, as opposed to saying being in meditation where you're a little bit out of your body and you're really in a different realm and you might be in the spirit frame or ethereal frame or whatever you might want to call that. So everything that we do has a frame of reference. I mean, I have a frame of reference right now of being in my office where I'm sitting here recording a podcast. I've got a cat asleep right next to me. There's another cat up in the window. That's my frame of reference. And of course, all of the technical stuff that goes with it. So I'm in this frame of reference at the moment. And then my frame of reference is going to change the minute I finish this, because then I will be in the processing frame. So I think I could go on forever, but I think you get the idea of what I'm talking about. Frame of reference is a really important thing to understand. Now, as I said, I did a podcast a couple of few weeks ago talking about like when you're talking to someone, knowing where you are and who you're talking to. But there's also another way to talk about this. And well, actually, there's probably about 15, 16,000 different ways to talk about things, which is why there's so many books and teachers and uh, whatnots out there. So I'm just going to give you my take on the whole frame of reference thing today. The reason I think it is important to talk about this is because we are currently in an environment where lots of people are teaching how to reframe things so that, you know, if you've had childhood trauma or if you've had a bad experience, there's a lot of work being done in in different venues on how to reframe that. And some people don't understand what reframing actually means. 
First, what reframing does not mean. Reframing does not mean that you're going to pretend that something never happened. You're not going to be saying, oh, well, I'll just look at this other way and then it'll go away and it won't bother me anymore. That's not what reframing is. I'll give you an example of some, what I think is, well, I think it's healthy because I did it. So there you go. Um, I, I had a difficult mother. I had a difficult time with my mother. And while we were on good terms when she died, I had a lot of stuff to work through. And I have done that. But one of the things that started happening for me, and this wasn't even really conscious, which was, I thought, the coolest part of it, is as I've gotten older, and maybe because women's issues have come up again, I'm not sure, but I can now sit here and look at my mother's life. She was born in 1912. And I can think of some of the things she said to me and some of her reactions to things. And I can realize, to the best of my ability, how hard life was for women in the 30s, 40s, 50s. And so I can say, okay, she was really struggling. She, you know, she was a smart woman. She wanted to be out doing things that, that just weren't happening for her. And I can gather some compassion for where she was. I can see how a lot of the anger that my mother had had nothing to do with me or the other kids. It was just that she was very, very frustrated. And I look at some couple of her friends who also struggled, and I can have compassion for them because I've reframed that. And I've reframed some of my mother's actions is that they weren't necessarily personal. It was just her own frustration. Now, that does not mean that I didn't feel wounded. It does not mean that it was dif not difficult for me. It does not mean that I have my own healing to do. But when I reframe it from the point of view is like my mother was she was angry um, and, and, and not talking to me because that's the way she did it. When she was angry and not talking to me, it really probably wasn't personal. And it really didn't have anything to do with who I was or who I am. Now, that's a reframing in terms of, okay, um, I wasn't a bad kid. It wasn't, she didn't, it did, it's not that she didn't love me. It's just that she had so much of her own frustration and anger that that's how it came out. Now, is that a rationalization? I don't think so, because I'm still standing in my own responsibility for my own self. Does that make sense? I hope it does. So I'm reframing it. It's like I'm understanding where, where she was coming from. I'm understanding what the other person is coming from. I'm looking at it from a distance and saying, oh, well, those are interesting circumstances. And I took it personally. So now how do I not take it personally? And how do I change how, how I'm going to be in the world? Because no, I can't go back and change it and make it different. And that's one of the misconceptions about reframing is that, uh, oh, well, you know, if I go into and start reframing it, I can't undo it. I can't underdo, undo if my parents did whatever they did to me or my, my spouse did whatever they did to me. I can't undo it. So what's the point? We're not trying to undo it. What we're wanting to do is look at all of the circumstances and understand 
understand them and take the pressure off of ourselves and allow ourselves to move forward. And probably that's the most important part of it is to be able to move forward and not get stuck in whatever situation that might have happened when you were two or five or 15 or 28 or whatever. I mean, when we get stuck in these situations, we can't grow emotionally or spiritually. So the reframing process is really a way to free yourself up. It doesn't have anything to do with anyone else. And reframing and forgiveness can kind of go together. And a lot of people cringe at the idea of forgiving. But I don't, I don't forgive anybody else anymore. I only forgive myself. I learned this by, through a process of, of trying to forgive someone else. And I realized that what I was really doing was I was beating myself up for my part in that situation. And so I forgave myself for attracting the situation. I forgave myself for participating in the situation. And by golly, I didn't even feel like I had to forgive the other person because why would I? They, don't, they didn't even know how upset I was and they wouldn't have cared anyway. So it was a great exercise and I was able to move forward in a really healthy way. So the first part of this then is about reframing a situation, going back and looking at it from a distance and seeing where all of the players are and what they're doing and, and, and not blaming, taking the whole blame thing out of it. Much of the changing of the frame of reference is simply looking at it from different points of view and starting to understand what was going on. Because in the moment, all we really know is what's going on within us. It's very hard to step back and watch everyone. So that's the first part of reframing. The other part is in, in my world. Now, okay, I'm not a psychologist. I'm a minister. I have my own way of working with these things. So everything I'm saying here obviously comes from my own frame of reference and my experience in the world. And so I offer these suggestions to you, just, just if nothing else, something to think about. So, okay, so changing the frame of reference, you can go through all kinds of exercises and um, you can take classes and read books and there's all kinds of, go to therapy, there's all kinds of things you can do. But what, what I'm talking about here is sort of the, not sort of, it is the background to it, or it is the, um, the frame of reference for changing your frame of reference. How's that? The first thing to realize is that we're always working from a frame of reference. We always are working from where we are in any one moment and knowing where we are, having our feet on the ground and knowing where we are and what's going on around us is a very helpful thing because it helps us slow down and think things through and not go off on some kind of a tangent. But of course, we're all human and so that sounds very pretty, but I know <laughs> that most of us are just you know, going along from day to day doing our thing. One of the things that comes up when I'm talking with people and when I'm working with myself, even if there's something that I'm unhappy with and I want to change the frame of reference on it, I want to change where, how I'm looking at it is first of all, there's that kind of blame thing. It's like, is it someone else's fault? Am I at fault? And so maybe number one is stop with the blame thing. Stop blaming. There's nothing's, you know, we all make mistakes or we all do things that are not necessarily super groovy, but blaming other people or blaming yourself doesn't get you anywhere. 
Stopping and thinking about the dynamics and looking through them from a, a, um, a distance is much more helpful than putting the blame on something. So that's the first step. The second step is to understand the difference between facts and truth. This is a conversation I have quite often because what we teach is that there is one truth, there is one unchanging truth, and we need to see the truth in any one situation. This is confusing for people because what we see in front of us is what we take for being the truth. Because, hey, it's right in front of me. I can see it. It must be true. Like a flat tire. I see the tire is flat. Well, rather than saying that it is true that the tire is flat, we say that it is a fact. It is a material world fact because it can change. Facts are changing. You can change a flat tire. You can change the situation. You can change your relationship. Everything in this material world is changing all the time. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I stop and start the recording of this. It's constantly changing as I'm making it. It is a fact that I am sitting here recording this and stopping and starting it and rewording things and whatever. So, and, and this is a perfect example of the world that we live in, the frame, earth frame. The earth frame that we live in changes from second to second. It's always in motion. Truth is unchanging. Truth is what underlies everything. The truth of our being is, again, it just doesn't change. It's that, you know, you can go to that space within you that is calm and quiet and centered, no matter what else is going on around you. Now, it might not be easy to get there if, if there's so much turmoil, but if you've done any kind of spiritual practice at all, you know what I mean, is that there is a, a, an energy, a place to be that is not chaotic, that doesn't change, that no matter what is going on in the outside, you can go there and you can find that peace. That's the truth. And there's a truth about life in general. You know, it is a fact that people die. It is the truth that life continues on all around you when you are going through having someone pass away. One of my neighbors recently um, made his transition, and I noticed that it's a little quieter around that particular house, but life is going on all around this, this family while they are dealing with their earth plane fact, their earth frame fact that their loved one has passed on. There is a constant that permeates everything, that permeates our lives, that permeates the universe. That is truth. All of this other stuff are facts. Now, facts are good. They're important. We need facts. I can't, I can't get through my day without having facts. The fact that I have a computer, the fact that I have a microphone, the fact that I have a cat sitting next to me. These are facts. They're important facts. Facts make up our world. Facts are what we deal with. But when you look at them as facts instead of the absolute truth, well, do you see how you can start to reframe things simply because you're not looking at them as being permanent anymore? Yes, something happened. Something might have happened 20 minutes ago, five years ago, 30 years ago. And yes, it happened. It is a fact. But because that fact is only living in your head, it's not permanent. 
It's not stuck. You can change it. You can reframe it. You can start to look at it from a different point of view, and you can decide whether you're going to let it run you or not. I'm not saying that there's no trauma. I'm not saying that it should just be brushed off. And this is where I think people get upset or confused about the idea of reframing because they think that we're trying to say, just pretend like it didn't happen. And that is not, absolutely not what the teaching is. It's a matter of going back and Okay, I'm going to back up a little again and say anybody who has had really extreme trauma, I'm this is that that's a matter for therapy. That's a matter for having someone help you work through things. What I'm talking about is our everyday trauma or you know just the stuff that we grow up with with our parents that we can reframe. When it's serious trauma, please get help. This is not this is a place to start with ideas, but I am not your I'm not your therapist. I'm not your helper in that way. But for those of us who had relatively normal upbringings but perhaps have well we all have issues because I think that's what parents jobs are is to give us stuff to work on. And of course, we've just got everyday life going as well. But maybe what I'm really trying to say here is in many, many instances, we have a choice. We can look at something and look at the facts and decide those facts are true. And whatever this person, other person did and damaged me and caused me pain, and I'm going to make that my truth. Or can I make it a fact and step back and look at it and reframe it and see what my actions were, what their actions were, what my feelings were, whatever else was going around it, and just sort through the facts and then sit down and meditate and go in to find the truth of your being and the truth of yourself in that situation. It does not mean that it didn't happen. It simply means that you can often choose how you are going to respond to it or how it is affecting you. That's not always the case. Sometimes we need help. But there are so many daily instances. I mean, you know, I work with a lot of personalities uh, at the church. We work with a lot of volunteers. There's the staff, there's the congregants, and everybody, everybody has something to say, and everybody has an idea, and everybody has a perspective. Everybody has a frame of reference. And if I looked at every person's frame of reference as the truth, I would go bonkers, honestly, because... That's a lot of perspectives coming you at one time. And so to be my ability, and it's not perfect, I have my moments, but to be able to step back and say, okay, here's the facts. This person did this, this person said this, this person wants this, this person doesn't like this, and then reframe it into where is it that we are, what can we do, what can we not do, and is this personal? And yes, it's personal to the person, but it's not personal to me or whoever else this, this energy is coming to. And when we can do that, when we can reframe it into these are facts that are happening, and the truth is, is that underneath all of this is still the love and the cohesiveness of the one energy, the one source that, that brings us into being, that creates through us. And because it is creating through us, we do have choices. We can choose how we want to participate in that act of creation. Reframing is a good tool. It's not necessarily a perfect tool. It will not erase the past. In fact, erasing the past is not 
the point. The point is to find a way to be at peace or at least come to terms with something and put it where it belongs. Because all of this old stuff that we carry with us simply interferes with our lives. When we can see it for what it is, see it for what it was, see it for what it has taught us, see it for how it has built us into better people, then we can get on with our spiritual growth, with our emotional growth. And honestly, it doesn't matter how old we are, we all can still grow emotionally, we can still grow mentally, and we can always expand spiritually. I don't like to say we grow spiritually, because I think we have everything within us already. It's just that as we uncover stuff, we expand our consciousness, our awareness, which reveals more of our spirituality. It's like cleaning your personal windshield over and over and over again. Every time you clear that windshield a little bit more, your spiritual vision clears just a little bit more and you become even more grounded and more connected and perhaps you have fewer moments of feeling separated from God or the divine or whatever you call the one presence. It is a fact that we've all been framed. We're all in a frame all the time. We're in earth frame, or we're in spirit frame, or we're in work frame, or we're in uh, sleep frame. We're always in a frame. We've been framed. We can change the frame. And that's the cool part of this life, because the frame is just a fact. It's not the truth. Frames can be changed. Frames can be plain and practical, or they can be lit up with glitter and balloons and uh, confetti. You know, you can choose your frame. In any one moment, you can change your frame. Now, okay, I say in any one moment, but that may not be true. It might take you a while to, to reframe something. But when you do, life is so much better, partly because you've taken yourself out of the anxiety-ridden frame that you were in, and also because it means that you're making a choice for a better life. You're making a choice for a higher level of consciousness. You're making a choice to be who you really are, which is a divine being in a body who is here for a reason. And when we have the right frame of mind and the right perspective, then we can do, each of us can do what we came here to do, because each one of us came here to be and to do something very special. And when you are framed correctly, that frame is a bright, shining light of love and joy and peace and comfort to the world. And that is what each one of us has come here to be. I wish you a week framed with light and love and joy. Thank you for listening today. Discovering Spirit Within is produced by Spiritual Life Center. If you enjoyed our discussion and feel inspired to support us, you can go to slcworld.org forward slash donate. And now, until we meet again, deep peace of the running wave to you, deep peace of the flowing air to you, deep peace of the quiet earth to you, deep peace of the shining stars to you, deep peace of the son and daughter of peace to you, and may the joys of the world go with you.